Hey, ESPN and Ice listeners, it's me, Greg Wyshynski. And, you know, all of us in the hockey world are monitoring Alex Ovechkin's goal-scoring record chase. Not only getting to 700 goals, but also the big one, the big enchilada, catching Wayne Gretzky for the all-time goals mark. And everybody outside the hockey world's taking notice, too. So I joined the wonderful Mina Kimes on Monday's ESPN Daily Podcast to talk with Mina about Ovi, his career, how he scores so many goals, how he stays so healthy, and what this big record chase is going to look like. Can he catch Gretzky? We talk about that much more on ESPN Daily. And here it is. In the last four weeks, the great eight has gone on a rampage, the likes of which we have never seen from him. Ovechkin has chased down the greats of the game, seemingly in no time flat. And now the moment draws near to celebrate 700. Will it be tonight? Tonight, Washington Capitals legend Alexander Ovechkin could make history becoming one of just a handful of NHL players to score 700 goals. But with that milestone in sight, the hockey world is already looking ahead and asking, can Ovechkin unseat Wayne Gretzky, the great one himself, as the sport's all-time scoring leader? It's Monday, February 10th. I'm Mina Kimes. This is ESPN Daily, presented by ADT. Hey, Greg. Hey, Mina. Greg Wyshynski is an ESPN hockey writer and the co-host of the podcast ESPN on Ice. So, Greg, tonight the Capitals are playing the Islanders at home. It's a decent game, right? Washington's atop their division right now. The Islanders are somewhere in the middle. Why are you excited to watch? I'm excited to watch because Alex Ovechkin has the opportunity once again to become the eighth player in the National Hockey League's 103-year history to score 700 career goals. He's two away. And uh, once he gets to 700, the journey then begins. We are then looking at the possibility to probability of him breaking Wayne Gretzky's all-time goals record of 894. Gretzky in front, saved by Flaherty. The rebound, score! It's taken a long time, but Wayne Gretzky is finally the all-time leading professional goal scorer. So you said he'd be the eighth player to hit 700. What kind of company is he in? I mean, it's it's the best and brightest of all time. I mean, you're talking about Gretzky at the top of the, of the leaderboard, of course. Then you're talking about Gordie Howe, the legendary player that he beat for the goal-scoring title uh, in the early 90s. Yamir Yager uh, is next at number three. Brett Hull, Marcel Dion, Phil Esposito, and then a guy named Mike Gartner, who scored like a bunch of goals every year, but it isn't really necessarily one of your <laughs> legendary players. Uh, but Ovechkin would be the eighth guy to do it. We're sorry, Mike Gartner. We want to give you credit, too. I feel like Greg sold you short with his the tone of your voice there you were like building dion esposito and mike gardner when i was in dc i lived in dc for a long time I used to go to a lot of capitals fans i had a friend friend named jimmy who sat in uh, the upper deck at the capitals games and uh, he was a longtime capitals fan and whenever mike gardner's name would come up he would scream 708 meaningless goals 
So I guess that just kind of stuck with me. What's so amazing about Ovechkin, you know, being so close to 700 isn't just the number in the company, but the fact that he is only 34 years old, right? I mean, how does that compare to the other guys on the list? That's correct. I mean, outside of Gretzky, uh, no one has scored more goals in his uh, first 15 seasons than Ovechkin has. And the age thing is really important to remember because he was going to break Gretzky's record. It's going to be productivity through his 30s. And that doesn't often happen for NHL goal scorers. There's usually a point in which they fall off a cliff, and it usually is around Ovechkin's age. But he's on pace this season for 60 goals. And the oldest player to ever score 60 goals in a season is Phil Esposito, and he was 32. Gretzky's last 60-goal season happened in his 20s. So what you're seeing from Ovechkin is doing things at 34 that no one other, other player in NHL history has ever done as far as goal scoring and doing it in an era where Gretzky himself has said it's harder to score goals now than when I played. There's this famous Sovechkin quote. I'm not doing it justice with my own intonation, but Russian machine never breaks. He's been remarkably durable over the course of his career, right? That's correct. He said that as a rookie after uh, Puck hit his ankle and everybody assumed that he was going to miss the next game. He came back, he showed up, he played. And then before the game, they're like, how do you do it, Ovi? How, what's the trick? And he's like, Russian machine never breaks. That was much better than mine. My, my, yeah, <laughs> Thank you. So copious amounts of Rocky Four when I was a kid. Uh, the next 14 years have supported this. Uh, Ovechkin has only missed more than four games in a season once. Since 2016, he's only missed five games, three to injury and, and twice to suspension for skipping the All-Star game to rest up. So he doesn't miss time. And, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of us believe that he's got a legit shot at breaking Gretzky's record is that uh, the durability that he's had throughout his career. And keep in mind, durability playing a very physical style of hockey. I mean, there was a time, especially uh, in his younger days, when Ovechkin was one of the most feared hitters in the league. Uh, it's not as if he's just been lollygagging around the ice. I mean, this guy throws his body around, plays physically, and has maintained his health throughout his career. Well, let's talk about how he got here. You know, you mentioned he delivered that quote when he was a rookie. What has the path to 700 been like for Alex Ovechkin? So Ovechkin came up in the NHL in 2005. So keep in mind, this is a time right after the NHL canceled an entire season for a work stoppage, okay, for a lockout. It is my somber duty to report that at today's meeting, the NHL Board of Governors unanimously reconfirmed that NHL teams will not play at the expiration of the CBA. They got a new CBA. They changed a bunch of rules. He enters the league at the same time as Sidney Crosby, which creates this amazing Stones versus Beatles dynamic. Like, here is Alex Ovechkin, the rock star Russian athlete. Uh, he is with the models. He is drinking vodka. Here is Sidney Crosby, the Canadian golden boy, who has uh, been shooting pucks into washing machines as a young lad and honing his skills and has been the, the anointed chosen one by the Canadian media even before he entered the league. And this created sort of hockey's own mini version of Magic versus Bird that kind of catapulted the league to new levels of popularity. We got action here. Ovechkin and Crosby. Crosby says, why don't you fight him? Ovechkin says, why don't you fight me? Stop talking, he says. Has he been appreciated for his scoring prowess the entire time? 
Oh, absolutely. There is a spot on the ice, the left circle of the offensive zone. Ovechkin scores around 44% of his goals from there. It's been christened the Ovi spot. And his shot from that point on the ice is so accurate and so on point that if it gets to the net, especially on the power play, I think Blackhawk star Patrick Kane said it best. It's an indefensible play. Deep back for Carlson. One time, Ovechkin scores! The fact that Ovechkin kind of can kind of stand in one spot and tee off um, has always been lauded as a very unique talent and is one of the reasons why a lot of the league's greatest goal scorers believe he has a shot at breaking Gretzky's record because of the mechanics of that shot. I imagine other players are cognizant of that. Do they kind of camp out on that spot, try to stop him from getting there during games? You try. You can't. I mean, there were times in the last 15 years where certain coaches seemed like they had it figured out. There was a guy named Kirk Muller who used to coach with the uh, Montreal Canadiens who, you know, they they kind of held Ovechkin in check for a little bit. And you're like, oh, have they figured out how to cover the Ovi spot? But it's been 15 years now and Ovechkin keeps scoring from the same spot. It's one of the most amazing things in sports. You know exactly where the puck is going. You know exactly where Ovechkin is. You know exactly how he's going to shoot the puck. The goalies know it. The defensemen know it. The coaches know it. The fans know it. And yet no one can stop it. So when thinking through Ovechkin's career, his consistency as a scorer, which is why we're able to even have this conversation about 700 and beyond, how much does playing on a single team, Washington, his entire career factor into that? It's a good question. I mean, I think the answer is that it's less playing with a single team. But in in Ovechkin's case, it's been the ability to play with some really good talent. I mean, for many years, uh, center Nick Backstrom was his pivot. He was one of the most underrated players year after year in the NHL for his playmaking ability. Later on, Evgeny Kuznetsov, a brilliant young Russian player, was playing with Ovechkin as well. And um, the power play in particular, the fact that he had a lot of talent surrounding him on the power play, including John Carlson, uh, I think helped out Ovechkin immeasurably because like you said, I mean, in theory, if it's one guy doing all this stuff, you should be able to defend him, right? But to have that kind of talent surrounding him, I think, helped Ovechkin's game immeasurably because it gave teams other uh, weapons to worry about other than Ovechkin. Well, Ovi came into the league as a very highly touted prospect. At what point do you think this even seemed like a possibility that he would, you know, break all these records and perhaps go down as the greatest? You know, it's funny. There was a time in the early part of the last decade when there were questions about Ovechkin. There was a a kind of a crisis moment for Ovechkin early on. It was 2010-11. He scored 32 goals, his lowest goal total um, of his career at that point. There was actually a story written in the hockey news back in the day questioning whether or not the Capitals would have been better off with Alex Ovechkin leaving to play in Russia. We get past that moment, and from 2013 on, he scores 50 goals in four different seasons. He's on pace to do it again this season. Uh, he wins the goal-scoring title in, in uh, six of seven seasons. Uh, he becomes Ovechkin again. He finds his smile. And from that point on, uh, it's just been you know having a rocket strapped to his back towards the, the leaderboard on the all-time goals uh, race. Well, he finds part of his smile, right? I mean, some of those teeth just never made (laughs) their way back into his mouth. This is very true.
Coming up, how Ovechkin could overtake Gretzky's record and why it's harder in today's NHL. Greg, it seems like a foregone conclusion. Ovi's going to hit 700, if not tonight, very soon. 895, which would be surpassing Gretzky's record, is not a foregone conclusion. What kind of timeline would we be looking at for him to get there? If you break down the numbers, what you're looking at is roughly 30 goals per season for six more seasons. And, you know, from an age perspective, in theory, that's asking a lot. You don't get a lot of 30 goal seasons out of guys when they're like 38, 39. But again, this is a player who's on pace to score 60 goals as a 34-year-old in the National Hockey League in 2020 and uh, has shown that he can score 50-plus goals into his 30s on a fairly consistent basis. In the 1980s, the goals per game average was 3.85. In the last decade, it was 2.79. It's a completely different league. It's so much harder to score, and yet Ovechkin has found a way to not only score throughout his career, but continue to score past the point that most goal scorers don't score anymore. Right, Gretzky himself said last year, We're very proud of our era, but the game itself is better today than it was in the 80s. How much better are we talking about, right? Like, how dramatically different is it and how much harder is it to score these kinds of goals? It's a lot harder. Um, It's a lot harder because... Ovechkin is playing with better athletes all over the ice than Gretzky played with and against. Think of the style of defenseman, for example. Back in Gretzky's day, you had big, hulking defensemen. I mean, it was a much more physical game. You needed guys that were, you know, 6'3", you know, 260, whatever, because it was an era of fighting and physicality and all this other stuff, which is makes it all the more miraculous that Gretzky was able to play the way he did. In Ovechkin's case... If you put him in the DeLorean and flew him back to the 1980s and all of a sudden now he's playing for the Capitals back then with Mike Gartner, by the way, (laughs) um, then I think you'd find that he'd play fairly well. He's a physical player. He's a specimen. He's also a lot faster than, than a lot of the guys that played back in the 1980s. And like we said, the mechanics of his shot basically put him in any era and he can score pretty well. We should also be clear, we're only talking about regular season goals here, right? Because when it comes to the postseason, Gretzky's just far surpassed Ovi. Yeah, I mean, we are talking regular season goals and we are talking NHL goals. And that, that harkens back to one of my favorite things that happened during Gretzky's chase of Gordie Howe's original goal scoring record. And, and keep in mind, the dynamics of this were amazing because Gordie Howe was, without question, Wayne Gretzky's favorite player as a kid. So when Gretzky finally scored 802 goals, surpassing Gordie Howe's record of 801, you know, people were asking Gordy, you're like, you know, what do you think about Gretzky breaking your record? And Gordy Howe would go, well, he broke the NHL record. Because if you go back to the World Hockey Association days, you'll see that I scored many, many more goals than Wayne Gretzky did. And it was so beautifully petty, <laughs> but also mathematically correct. Yes. Uh, obligatory shout out to Ichiro, the one true hit king along those <laughs> lines uh, as a Mariners fan. Just give it to us. We don't have anything else, guys. How are Ovi and Gretzky different? Like in terms of style of play, how do they compare? 
Well, you, you start off with the position thing, right? I mean, Gretzky was a center, <clears throat> so he has a completely different role on the ice than Do- Ovechkin, who is a left wing. Um, you know, Ovi's job is to uh, play physical and uh, and get the puck and, and score as many goals as he can. There isn't one of the knocks on on Ovechkin through the years has been that he's not a complete player. In the great Ovechkin-Crosby wars of the last 15 years, it's always been acknowledged that Crosby is a complete player, all around a better player, um, even if Ovechkin is going to end up being the better goal scorer. Gretzky was an all-around good player. I mean, he was, he had defensive prowess. Uh, he could distribute the puck. I mean, that's the reason why he's the all-time points leader is because he set up so many goals along with scoring them himself. It's funny. There is a, a parallel to be drawn from Ovechkin having one spot on the ice where he scored goals, aka the Ovi spot, and Gretzky having one spot on the ice where he not only scored some goals, but also set up so many of them behind the net which was known as Gretzky's office so it's kind of funny how like both these legendary players both have parts of the ice that are designated to their greatness uh, if you mapped out the rink they also seem to have very different personalities they, they do a little bit I mean you have to remember that that Gretzky is the low-key Canadian guy but he's also I mean, he can be kind of a goofball. And I think that's one of the things that we definitely love about Ovechkin is that through the years, his goofballness has uh, endeared him to so many people. I mean, Gretzky starred in an Elvis Presley parody sketch called Waikiki Hockey on Saturday Night Live. Chad, I didn't know you played hockey. Hockey? What are you talking about? Well, what's with the stick? This? Just something to wash up on shore. It's my lucky stick. I don't play hockey. Much like Ovechkin once scored a goal in the All-Star Game skills competition wearing a giant hat and sunglasses. I mean, there's a certain amount of goofiness inherent in both. But again, to, to draw it back to the Canada versus Russia rivalry, Gretzky's always the more low-key guy, you know, for the most part, very flashy on the ice, a little bit more reserved in real life. Ovechkin, flashy on the ice, flashy in real life, uh, an absolute rock star through his career. So, Greg, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you think Ovi can do it? Oh, I think he can definitely do it. It's his consistency and the fact that he is has uh, eight seasons of 50 or more goals. He's on pace for a ninth. It's the way he shoots the puck where you don't have to depend on skills that may degrade over time due to age, like speed. When you can stand in one spot in the ice and just whip the puck at a goalie and it goes past him 44% of the time, And I do believe that Russian machine never breaks. You know, Ovechkin uh, talked to our own Linda Cohn uh, recently on ESPN Plus and was asked about his durability. Mother of nature, uh, give me a uh, health body, (laughs) my parents or whatever. (laughs) Thanks, mom and dad. Yeah, thanks, mom and dad. I mean, that's that's also kind of rock star Ovechkin right there as well. And I agree with Gretzky. I want to see it happen. I think that this is one of those moments for hockey that crosses over. If there's two things that every sports fan knows and two languages that every sports fan speaks, it's scoring and breaking all-time records. 
And I think that as Ovechkin gets on this historic chase, if he gets within sniffing distance of Wayne Gretzky's record, you're going to see people gravitate to watch the NHL that otherwise wouldn't give it the time of day. And that's a beautiful thing for the sport. Thanks so much, Greg. Thank you. Coming up, the XFL is still in its early stages, but one rule change is already a hit. Here's another story I want you to know. As we discussed on Friday, this weekend marked the launch of the XFL. And while it's still too early to gauge whether it's going to be a success, there was one facet of the league's debut that was pretty much universally praised by everyone who watched. And that was the kickoff rule. Now, ESPN Daily listeners know I'm maybe a little obsessed with special teams, so I watched the XFL's changes this weekend with great interest. And while I'm not sure the varied extra point opportunities do much, other than highlight that certain coaches are mathematically challenged, I absolutely love the kickoff rule, which works like this. The kicker kicks the ball from his own 30, and his teammates line up on the return side on the 35, just five yards across from the opposing team's blockers. Neither side can move until the returner, who's lined up deeper, catches the ball. The result is you have fewer high-velocity collisions, the sort that the NFL has been trying to legislate out of the game, and it's more like a normal rushing play, just with a longer runway. Indeed, Chris Brown, who's a really great Twitter follower at Smart Football, if you like X's and O's, pointed out that you can basically run blocking schemes like outside zone. Now, springing off a big run isn't necessarily easy. Former Broncos safety Raheem Moore, who's on the DC Defenders, pointed out after his game that they're just weren't gaping holes. But the big play potential is there. On the opening kickoff of Sunday's Vipers Guardians tilt, for example, New York receiver Austin Duke broke off a long return. Will we get more exciting plays like that? It's too soon to say, but I'll be watching to see if it continues to work. And I hope the NFL is too. I'm Mina Kimes, and this has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 